Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. This morning, I'm joined by what I would consider to be basketball royalty in Australia, and it's a real honour and a privilege for me to have a chat with Norma Connolly today. So, good morning, Norma. Good morning, Anthony. (laughs) Great to uh, talk to you today, and thank you so, so much for, for being on the podcast. I know a lot of people speak in basketball in Queensland and right across Australia to um, know you and, and speak very highly of you. And for me, it's it's it's, yeah, it's just like uh, talking to someone I've known forever. So um, it'll be a great chat today. Uh-huh. I'm sure it will. <laughs> so um, I, I just wanted to share with my listeners a bit of a story. Uh, when I asked you to for the podcast, Organise a Time, and, and when I sort of said, could we have a chat Friday night and you said, well, I'm sorry, there's a fire game on. And, um, and I thought, well, that's probably, uh, you know, just a, a way that sort of demonstrates your dedication to the game. And and that was a big, uh, big win last night for the Townsville Fire over the Canberra Capitals, 102.69. So what stood out for you from that game last night? Uh, teamwork and the girls really tried hard. Yeah. And um, do you think it's too late for the fire for this season to uh, move their way up the ladder or have they still got some time to um, get a few good games together? Oh, look, there's only about three games left. Oh, sorry, that's home games I suppose I'm thinking of. Uh, But, look, you never know, do you? Some of the others at the top might trip. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I doubt We'll get there. Do you get along to all the fire games at home when they played up there in Townsville? Everyone, except <laughs> when I've been away on in Brisbane. Yes. Uh, okay. And I can notice the big. I even go to their trainings. Oh, nice. Coach has allowed me to come to the trainings. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. And um, what, what's that experience like for you? You know, having coached for so long and then going along and watching trainings. Like, is it? Do you find it's much different, or is it? You know, they're getting through all the same stuff that that you used to coach or is it you know what's that experience like well it's a wonderful experience uh, to see the girls um go through their their drills and their and their work work effort and then when it comes to the game sometimes it always just doesn't gel but last night it most certainly did yeah, very, very convincing win. You, you've been involved with basketball, like either as a coach, a manager or administrator, and I'm thinking maybe over 60 years now. Yes, I think it would be over 60 years. <laughs> so what's been... I the... myself was, enjoy, it was introduced to basketball in about 1990. Oh, no, sorry, about 19... Oh, goodness me. Early, early anyway. Uh, and by a parish priest in uh, Rockhampton. And he said, oh, come along. It's it's just like netball. And so <laughs> we all went along and it was definitely nothing like netball, but it was so much more enjoyable. And did you go there as a player or were you coaching at that stage? No, I was a player then. Oh, nice. And what was it about sort of basketball that, that sort of caught your interest? Oh, the, the first game I ever saw, I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And and was that there in Rocky? So you, you lived in Rockhampton at the time? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in your early days, um, when you moved over to coaching, and I was talking with uh, another guest, Greg Fox, the other day about, you know, back in the day, like there was no internet and there was no YouTube and, you know, just contacting people was difficult as well. So where did you get your coaching information from, like sort of when you first started coaching? Uh, Well, look, Rockhampton had a couple of coaching clinics by uh, visiting coaches and I made sure that I was every one of them. Yeah. But I just, I just loved the game so much and it wasn't hard for me to, to take it in and see where the holes were and create holes for the, like for our own team. Yeah. Did you, like you said, you obviously went along to everything that was happening at the time in terms of, in terms of coaching clinics and things like that, but did you? Yeah. A few and far between, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever end up ha- like have to travel to to go to coaching clinics as well? Uh, no, not so much. But when we went to um, like state championships or North Queensland championships, uh, sometimes they'd have a coaching clinic, and I made sure that I was always there. Yeah, and did you um, sort of get your influence from any you know basketball coaching books? Um, back then as well or were you mainly just you know learning by by doing the thing you know going to those clinics and and coaching yourself yes maybe that's probably more like it I think (laughs) but uh, look I was very fortunate when I was with the GEMS Uh, Ray Tomlinson was the coach and Phil Brown the assistant coach and I couldn't have got more people um, or better people I probably should say and I just I drank every bit of information that they showed the girls and I was right there taking it all in. Yeah, that's right. So um, I on the podcast here, I've had, uh, as you probably know, uh, I've had Sandy Brondello on, one of Mackay's and Australia's, you know, most decorated players and now coach of the Opals and the Phoenix Mercury. And I wanted to ask you, like, when you obviously you moved to Mackay um, and became involved with basketball up there, like what was it about Sandy that made her special when you coached her as a junior player? Do you know the first time I met her, she was very, very shy, very <laughs> shy, and she'd gone down to Melbourne uh, to go to a an athletics carnival. Her father really wanted her to be a high jumper or a long jumper. Yeah. And anyway, when she came up, she hardly spoke. And I said, how did you go? And she said, all right. I said, did you have a win? She said, yes. I said, well, show me your medal. And she pulled out two medals that she had. And I said, well, you should be wearing those, Sam. But anyway, she was very, very shy. But she's different now. <laughs> she's really different. So, so, I mean, um, like I recall sort of watching her as when she was playing as a junior as well. And uh, and on our interview, we talked about her jump shot. And, um, and yeah. you know, that was one of the things that stood out for her. But um, I guess, you know, when we talk about coaching players and coaching players like Sandy, who have got that real uh, inbuilt work ethic, what was it about her that made her, you know, easy to coach and, and someone who you thought, um, you know, had a fair bit of potential? Uh, well, to look at her bill to start with, there was the potential. but uh, And her parents were interested in sport. Yeah. So, um, and she was just so easy to coach. You tell her to do something and she'd do it. Yeah. Um, it just, much of a standout. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, her, her results speak for themselves. You know, we, we talk about the, the building the relationship between coaches and players. And, and I still, still think that's one of the most important things. Um, certainly, it's been coming up uh, recently in, in some of the basketball conferences and things that I've been to. What do you see uh, like the essential things in terms of having good relationships with players? Oh, you've definitely got to have good relationships with players and encourage them all the time. Yeah. And just see if they say, oh, I don't think I can do that. I can always say, yes, you can. Let's try. <laughs> yeah. So. so I guess it's something you've got to work at too, isn't it? Like it's just not something that comes straight away. Oh, you mean the individuals or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, having having that good relationship with players and getting them to, you know, uh, achieve what you think they can achieve as a player. That's right, yes. Got to, they've got to learn to believe in themselves too. Yeah. And what about uh, parents? Like, um, obviously, you've been involved with juniors for a long time um, and still involved with juniors. So, um, yeah. Yeah, do you find um, like sort of having the buy-in from the parents is pretty important as well? Oh, yes, yes. I always make sure we have a meeting with the parents before training starts and um, just tell them what I expect. And their their job is just to get the child there for training. And if they can't, just they, I ask them to let me know yeah. if they're not coming or yeah. if they're sick or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a time when you were a coach and you maybe thought, "Oh, look, it's just a bit too much for me right now, and I'm not sure if I can, uh, I can, I can do this." Like, uh, obviously, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit shortly about your uh, the highlights of your coaching career, but uh, I guess you know, as a coach, sometimes we go through periods where it is a bit difficult. Um, did you ever have that sort of feeling? Never. Never. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it all the time. Sometimes you'd be thinking, oh, gosh, I wish they could pick this up. But <laughs> no, no, not feeling that I shouldn't be there. I yeah. always wanted to. Mm. Always wanted to be involved? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so. I didn't who. What was that? Sorry, sorry Norma. I just said, no, it didn't matter what age group. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably one of the things that you, you've coached every age group, haven't you? Like uh, from under eights through to through the senior teams as well. I just wanted to acknowledge as well, like some of your achievements. Like, and I don't know if I've got these in, in order, <laughs> but uh, you're a life member of Mackay Basketball, and then you're also, you've received the Basketball Australia Merit Award in 2003, inducted into the Basketball Australia Hall of Fame in 2007, and 2012, you got the Order of Australia medal. So all those achievements and all that recognition over that time, I still sort of think, you know, one of the observations I've made is you've still got the energy for the game that you had, you know, 30, 20, 30, 40 years ago. What drives that motivation for you? Oh, I don't know. I just enjoy it, I guess. I enjoy working with the the um, girls. Yeah. Mostly I've coached girls um, and uh, I just really enjoy it and if you can see someone that you think that they can do better and you tell them and they say no I can't and you keep at them until yeah they can mm. yeah yeah, that, yeah that's good 
Um, I've read a couple of articles while I was doing my research for the interview and a few players have mentioned that you were, you know, like a, a great mentor for them in terms of when they were a player, but also, you know, going on into coaching roles themselves. So what does that... That's true. Yeah. What does that mean for you when players um, say, you know, you've been a mentor and, and like how does that sort of relationship sort of work for you? Because... Um, I, I'm interested in that because it's one of the things that I think it's got to be driven by, you know, the person, not necessarily the person who is the mentor. Uh, I think that if you see an athlete that you think you can develop, I think you should encourage them the whole time. And even the ones that you think, oh, gosh, maybe I've made a mistake choosing them, you've still got to stay at it. And, you know, most times you'll get them to um, do as you ask. Yep. And get into the the scheme of things. Hmm. Mm. And and as a coaching mentor as well, like, um, do you still sort of keep in contact uh, with players that you've coached and and give them a hand? And oh, haven't give, you? Give them, give them. What are, what are some of the tips you give people who who come and talk to you about coaching and sort of say, well, Norma, what should I do here? Well, I try and tell them what they should do there, <laughs> or what I believe they should do there. Yeah. <laughs> And is it's it a, just, uh, I would never push anything onto anyone. Mm. I just try to make it in, get a conversation going so that they've got input as well. Yeah, yeah. I and think then that's, we can look for the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You, you've been Australian team manager 147 times. That, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a, I think that's about correct, yeah. Well, there again, I just loved every minute of it and I was very, very lucky to be appointed. I, when I, I was first appointed, I thought, my goodness me, will I be able to do this? But yes. And, and there's quite a lot of, a lot that I have coached. Yeah, have become successful or have been involved within the Australian teams. Yeah, yeah. Working with teams at that level, and I, and I think we're talking about mainly the under-19 Australian teams. That was the Australian group that I worked with as a manager. Yeah, yeah. But Ray used to often say, I'll hop on the floor at this end, Norma, and if we had two courts, and um, Brownie can do the other one, and then I'll just walk past and see what's happening. yeah. So he was he was very good for, for me for giving me confidence too. Yeah, well, that's great. What were some of the highlights working with the national team for you during that time? Well, I think the biggest highlight was the gold medal at the end of the first um, in 1993 yeah. when we were in Seoul in Korea. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it was just, well, it's something that's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> and was it um, just a, a good team that year or like did sort of, uh, you know, they worked hard and they... Um... Oh, they always worked hard. Ray probably didn't accept much less. And uh, he was always good with them though, very good. Mm-hmm. Saying you can do this or you can do that or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then I, I noticed as well that uh, one of the other teams you're involved with won the silver medal at the at the World Championships as well? Yes, the first uh, four years, uh, we won gold. The second, we won silver. 
Yeah. And the third, like third, fourth year, I should say, yeah. uh, we just didn't win at all. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> oh, We had a little bit of drama that, that year, but not, uh, it was an outside drama. Mm. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so um, so you're still doing work with the Australian team now, like those Australian junior teams, or you're sort of taking no, a step back from no. that? No, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I, know, I did notice, though, you are still involved with um, junior players up there in Townsville. Oh heavens, yes, yeah. Yeah. So which teams are you coaching yeah. now? Well, at this point in time, I'm coaching the the under fourteen girls lightning team. Okay. And uh, sometimes I think I look at the little group and I think, oh, goodness me, um, are we ever going to achieve here? But mm, often do. Yeah. <laughs> Most times. Yeah. One of the things I was wondering, and this is, uh, you know, if you were coaching today, like obviously you are coaching today, but like the way um, <laughs> you coach those girls now, if you looked at how you coached, say, 30 years ago, what would be different? And and then, you know, what's also, what's the same too? You know, like what doesn't change and what's what's a bit different? Well, I think the fundamentals is the, um, the part that probably doesn't change a lot, but there are lots of new ways of doing things. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I believe that's important. If you've got good fundamentals, you can slot into a team quite easily. Mm. And so, uh, so fundamentals, so what sort of things do you work on with your girls still nowadays? Oh, right back to dribbling the ball, passing the ball and uh, making sure that you make a good lead. And, and when they're in the younger group, they have no idea what that really means until you exactly show them. Yeah. Especially making a lead or... And, you know, every time you get the ball in your hands, you don't have to take it to the hoop. We, I always stress we play as a team. Yeah. So you, you find that they're pretty much on board with that in terms of, uh, you know, sharing the ball and, and oh, playing yes. together as a team, yeah? Yes. Oh, yes, they are because it's oh. drilled. We drill it. Yeah. So over your coaching career, like I, I guess to one of the things that would be would have happened fairly regularly with things like rural changes and, and also, you know, we talk about style of play in terms of the game. Is there anything there do you think that's, like particularly with the girls game, because that's probably an area where you've done a lot of your coaching, the, the things there that you think have helped or things that maybe haven't uh, been as good for the game in terms of those rule changes and things like that? Yes, well, look, I think learning uh, the way that they tweak some of the, the drills and skills, uh, I think that's important for them to keep up with. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying it's new, but it's just tweaked and made a little bit easier. Um, I, I really, uh, I don't, I can't really give you an answer for that because yeah. I just think that the girls just flow along with whatever you ask. Yeah, yeah. I guess one of the things I was thinking was maybe like, you know, has the three-point line made a big difference, you know, in, in that time? Oh, do you mean in the uh, – well, of course it does, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I do encourage the girls to shoot three-pointers, but not just to run down the floor and shoot it up. Yeah. Just wait until you run through some play and then get it that way. Yeah. Some of the younger coaches who might be listening to the podcast and probably, you know, can only 
dream of the, the type of career that you've had coaching. What So this is, I guess, advice for a younger coach like uh, who wanted to, to, to coach locally, like uh, maybe at the association level, but then also, you know, go on and, and try and coach at a higher level. What advice would you give them, you know, like in terms of how to be a good coach and, and how to have um, that longevity in the game as well? Uh, what I'd say to them was make sure that when you go to a coaching clinic, take everything in and when you're uh, with your own team, make sure that they listen to you. Like you've got to have people's attention if you're showing them something. Yeah. And so I really demand that, that when I'm speaking, no one else does. Yeah. Especially about a, a skill of some description. Yeah. But look, I think we've, we're lucky that we've got a lot of young coaches that are really interested in coaching and are involved. No, I think, yeah, I think it's good to have that pipeline of uh, young coaches coming through, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. most certainly. Yes, and you make yourself available if ever they want to ask you anything. Mm. Sometimes they do. <laughs> One of the questions I, I did want to ask you is what makes you smile as a coach these days when you're coaching your under-14s? Uh, something, someone doing something that they hadn't been able to master. And I always make a big thing about it. Yes, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So, um, so I guess you're you're in the middle of your season now, aren't you? With your under fourteen, so are they? No, we're up? just starting out. We're just oh, starting. Just starting. Out. Okay. Yeah. So we've got very little time before the uh, championships in Mackay. Yeah. But we've got uh, three top of the north, so that should help. Yeah, yeah. And do you find the um, that sort of tournament style of play is really good for kids' development? Of course it is because if you play the same team over and over and over again, you get used to what they're going to do and you can um, be trapped quite easily. Yeah. But when you play different teams, there's a difference in speed to start with, a difference in skills a lot of the time. And uh, I think we just have to teach the basic things well. Yeah. And do you find kids sort of tend to learn a lot more, like over the course of a, you know, a weekend where they've played four or five games? Oh, heavens, yes. Because, you know, I often point out to them, now, why are they successful doing that? And then if they don't know, I'll just tell them why because we're too slow on defense or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose uh, I'd be, I'd love to know if anyone, you know, like uh, knows, like how many junior teams do you reckon you've coached over, over the years? Oh, heavens. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> someone, someone will be able to work that out. I probably have had, uh, I've had one um, under 14s for the last so many years. But I've had under 16s too and yes. And, you know, I always listen to, yeah, to coaches and you, sometimes you don't use what a lot of what they say, but there's sometimes you just get that point that you need. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, um, and I think, you know, your attitude, Norma, is something everyone can aspire to is that you're always looking to keep learning and uh, keep picking that's right. up, keeping up bits of information. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah. So what's in the future for you now, Norma? Um, you're going to keep watching the fire and hope, hopefully they 
come good towards the back end of the season and you've got your under-14 team coming up with the state championships. Are you um, not thinking of writing any books or anything like that and getting all that coaching Oh, heavens no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'd rather be hands-on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and I suppose, you know, that's one of the things that you've done all along is you've been involved every year. And, and, and I guess part of like having this podcast too is just recognising, you know, people who have made a great contribution to the game over, over a period of time. And, and I definitely say that, you know, what you've done and the work that you've put in, but not only, and I should probably say too, it's not only just in coaching, isn't it? Because um, you've done manager roles and you've done administrator roles too. Yes, but I'm not very keen on the administration. I'd rather be out there. <laughs> getting um, stuff done on the floor? Getting some more, yeah, and more knowledge for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's great. There's always something that you can learn. Yeah, that's right. And the best part of it is too, like you can walk into any stadium and someone will come up to you and, and say, do you remember me? And <laughs> most times I can and they are used to coached me back in such and such. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you find that's... that's lovely. Yeah. And I'm sort of probably getting to that age where, yeah, like I remember coaching kids in juniors and then you see them uh, grow up and, and all of a sudden they're playing seniors. And their and children start playing. Yeah. It's, a, it's one of the good things where, you know, basketball becomes a bit of a family sport. and um, That's true. All of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, you, you see, yeah, mum or dad who you're involved with and then their kids get involved and it, it's good to see. Oh, yes, that is good. Yeah. They well, often come and tell me too that they're playing and that's good. I love to hear that. Yeah, like yeah. Like their children playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah excellent. <laughs> well, Norma, um, I've, I, we could probably talk for an hour or two really this morning, but uh, I'll let you get on with your day. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks again for um, making the time to do the podcast this morning. And a bit like what you just mentioned before, it's always uh, a real pleasure for me to catch up with you in person and um, yeah. and reconnect. And, um, and, and, you know, like I'm just in admiration really of the of the work you continue to do for basketball and the energy and the effort that you've you've got and and you know like without doubt the difference that you've made for for kids playing and and coaches as well like over a long period of time is just tremendous so um yeah like i said at the start of the interview you're royalty in the game here in in queensland oh i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say that but you know you remember too i've coached your wife and she was under 14 yeah that's right and and that was i think you know one of the uh things that she really enjoyed in playing basketball was having you as a coach and and uh, gotta say i never had you as a coach normal so i'm not quite sure what it's like (laughs) so but I certainly know a lot of people who did have you as a coach and they always speak very highly of you and, and, and like you said, always love to reconnect and find out what you're up to. So, um, so Norma, it's a great uh, honour for me to, to catch up with you today and, and I'm sure that people listening to the podcast will love to hear from you and, and find out what you're up, what you're up to. So uh, thank you very much and good, good luck with your team in this coming season. Thank you. No. That's, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll probably need a bit of luck, but anyway, we'll get there. 
<laughs> That's great. Thank you, too. Uh, all righty. Thanks again, Norma. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Coach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you, and thanks again for listening. Thank you.